Hi, I'm Erica Schultz, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Hi, I'm Ann Nocenti, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 298, and you are with your High Priest of Conchu, Ray. G'day. And we've got a special episode for you. Apologies for the lateness of releasing this. Just had a chock-a-block you know, load of uh, recording over the last few days. I haven't been able to edit some episodes, um, but fear not. Uh, we've got this awesome episode for you, which includes two very, very talented uh, creators and uh, also yeah, just two wonderful people in general. Uh, Rebecca and I managed to speak to both Erica Schultz and, of course, industry legend and Nascenti. Uh, before any of that, of course, a big thank you to all our Patroonies, as well as our principal sponsors, Drew Toombs, Daniel Doing, Frank the Think Tank, an Odin, Odin Sword, uh, Dreamland Comics uh, from Schoenberg, Illinois, and of course CLZ Comics, uh, CLZ from Collectors.com. So yeah, anyway, uh, loonies, we pre-recorded these two chats um, with both Erica and Anne Ascenti. Um, so we'll kick off with uh, Erica's chat, and she was just so gracious with her time. Um, so cannot thank Erica enough. Uh, you'll see, uh, you'll hear for yourself. She's a, a huge Moon Knight fan, which was just fantastic to to find out. Um, so looking forward to potentially grabbing Erica back for another chat sometime down the future. Uh, but you know, I'll let the the interviews speak for themselves. So I'll just throw straight to it. So here is uh, our first chat with Erica Schultz. Hope you enjoy. Hello, Erica. Welcome to Hello. the show. Welcome. Thank you um, for having me. Thank you very much for having me and for being patient with my internet. <laughs> oh, no worries. No worries. We've I love had internet problems. Oh my gosh, haven't we? Haven't we? We can tell you. I can tell you stories about how we <laughs> how we have gremlins during the show. But uh, thank you so much for, for jumping on. Uh, now, of course, not that long ago, Moon Knight Black, White and Blood issue three came out. So uh, with the likes of uh, Anna Senti and, and Jim Zub, uh, your story was uh, kicked off the issue. Uh, wrong turn. So we wanted to, to chat with you about uh, that story because I actually heard you in another podcast um, in the lead up to the release of Black, White and Blood and you were saying, you, know, you were talking about Moon Knight. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you how it came about. Like how did you, uh, how did it come about you being featured in, in an anthology for Moon Knight? Um, one of the um, retailers that uh, we follow each other on Twitter um, reached out and said, hey, did you know they're doing a Moon Knight anthology? Because he knew that I was a big fan of Moon Knight. And I had pitched Moon Knight multiple times uh, to Marvel and I had sort of, you know, varying 
levels of getting it across the finish line. Nothing, nothing went a hundred percent across the finish line, but you know, I got pretty close on, on some of them. So, um, Bob had mentioned, you know, Hey, they're doing a Moon Knight anthology. Um, I don't know if you were aware. And I said, this is great. I'm going to shoot off an email to an editor and find out. Um, and you know, it's funny because both Marvel and DC are very sort of regimented and like segmented. Like, so there's like the Avengers editors, there's the X editors and things like mm -hmm. that. And yeah. I don't always know who's in what, um, in, in yeah. what office. So I basically just will send an email and say, look, I know you're probably not the right person, but could you point me in the right direction? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Alana was fantastic and said, oh yeah, Tom Brevoort is, uh, is heading that up, which I of course then, you know, shuddered because I'm terrified of Tom Brevoort. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I think I, I met him in person once prior mm -hmm. to like when I, when I did the uh, revenge secret origin of Emily, Thorne, you know, back mm -hmm. in like 2014, 20, 2015, I met him in person and I was terrified of him and I'm still terrified of him. <laughs> and if, if you're hearing this, Tom, I'm sorry, please make me not terrified of you then. Um, so I sent off an email saying like, hi, how are you? Uh, I'm Erica Schultz. I've written Daredevil for you people and, uh, you know, and yeah. revenge and uh, Ida. I'm a big, big Moon Knight fan and I would really love to throw my hat in the ring. Um, and Tom wrote back and said, you know, we've got uh, a lot of people are sort of vying for for <laughs> places. So get your okay. uh, get your pitches in fast. And I was like, well, you see, I already have like seven pitches written out nice. because <laughs> this is yes. because this is who always I come am. prepared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I just sort of like fired an email like almost immediately back being like, here you go. What about these? And I think he was kind of like, wow, you're extra. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm editorializing what was actually going yeah, through Tom's yeah, head, uh, yes. but, um, but you know, we, we had a couple of back and forths by email and, um, mm -hmm. and he liked the idea of having a story starring Jake Lockley. And so, you know, right. and it's this idea of like, okay, so you have like two or three sentences as the pitch. Okay. Blow that out a little more. What, give me some yeah. more of the details and then, mm -hmm. okay. So blow that out even more. How are you going to break that down into 10 pages? That kind of thing. And just, we just sort of went through that process. Um, yeah. And when he mentioned that I was going to be working with Dave Lopez, I'm a huge fan of Dave Lopez's mm. work uh, between like Justice League and just Ms. Marvel and just, I mean, phenomenal yeah. work. And mm -hmm, I was just right. sort of yeah. like, oh, wait, are we talking about the same there could be another what a, what a gift, right that is great i mean the, the, it looks stunning um the the story uh and and of course uh, the story itself is is amazing uh, as well i got a lot of uh, very positive um feedback from the loonies uh that, that really enjoyed the story about jake lockley it, look it gets me really excited as well erica to hear that you're a moon knight fan you know because yes. uh writers aren't necessarily you know, and that's fine as well. I mean, they're not necessarily fans of the, the character, but they, they investigate, they research the character. But uh, it sounds as if that you've got, um, you know, a genuine interest yeah, in you. you what kind to. of, <laughs> yeah, what, what kind of draws you to the character? Um, well, I, I think Moon Knight is very, very interesting in how over many, many years he has evolved i mean every character in comics gets retconned you know eight ways mm -hmm. to sunday um yeah. but he has had very much of an evolution of character like just first starting out as this sort of mark specter mercenary for the committee 
you know, just getting paid 10 grand to track down yeah. Jack Russell versus this idea of the dissociative identities disorder. And, mm. you know, who's this idea of like, who's steering the ship? Is it yeah. Mark? Is it Steven? Is it Jake? Is it Kanshu? Like who's steering the ship here kind of thing? Yeah. And I think yeah, that and, that's and very, then we've had the whole is Conchu real? Is he not real? Is he a person? Exactly. Is he a, an altar. Yeah. Um, you're I mean, I think I think that's kind of what's kept most of us interested is that like they're not sort of hard and fast retcons, but they are little evolutions or additive things, uh, or corrections with regards to sort of mental health terminology and understanding. Yeah. Um so it's always been sort of fresh, but not uh, not destroyed by it. Yeah, yeah, and and the one thing though that I found that I disliked, and this is my this is my own personal thing, but in in later years, probably in the last probably three, four, maybe five years, they've had this this notion that Jake was like this terrible psychopath. Oh my yeah. god. And you're literally no, yeah. gonna be, you're literally you're gonna be celebrated so much in our in our <laughs> well. So, okay. So my dad, I grew up right outside of New York City. My parents uh, were raised in New York City. My dad drove a cab in New York. You know, uh, he right. was in the, he was in a union and, you know, every couple of years they would strike. And so when they would strike, dad would drive a cab. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so like my dad was a cab driver in New York City. Right. You know, uh, he wasn't like 30 years a cab driver, but he was a cab driver in New York City. So Jake Lockley will always have a special place in my heart for that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes yeah. real sense. But I think we agree is this like you know that it is a very odd odd swerve. Yeah, it is because if mm. you think about it, Jake was always the man of the people, you know, yeah. like Jake was the one yeah. who was with Crowley ground. and yes. and Gina and and was always like was like an, an uncle to Gina's boys. Yeah. Um mm -hmm. you know, so I I wanted to sort of capture that. Mm -hmm. Um Mm -hmm. And and one thing that I've you know, I, I was it's funny I was trying to explain Moon Knight to my mom when the show first came out. Yeah, and <laughs> I was saying you know Jake, Stephen, and Mark, none of them are slouches. Like they're all very capable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're capable in different ways. And you know, like Mark is very strategic. You know, mm -hmm. Stephen has his own sort of way of of sort of you know, a manipulating a situation, using the wealth to manipulate a situation. Mm -hmm. And Jake is very down to earth, very like straight shooter kind of, you know, I talk what I, I you know, I, I mean what I say and I say what I mean kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And, but they can all throw a punch and they can, you know, and they can all handle themselves. So I wanted yeah. to show Jake you know, being very sort of wisecracking, but also knowing what was going, like he's no slouch, he knows yeah. what's happening. Mm. And he and he's capable of figuring out, okay, how am I gonna fix this situation? And the idea of having Moon Knight there, but not there, Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, was, um, was this sort of back and forth, like this idea, we talked about like, should he physically be there? Should he always, should he be like in a thought balloon coming out mm -hmm. of Jake, you know, Jake's mm -hmm. head? Um, and both David and Tom were sort of going back and forth. Because originally when I wrote it, I wrote it where some scenes you would see him in the backseat, some scenes you wouldn't. Right. And, it, mm -hmm. and it started reading a little confusing. 
Right. So then it was okay. that idea that like he's in the backseat, but he's completely in Jake's head. And then, yes. you know, little things that the robbers would pick up on, like, what do you mean we? Like, yes. who's we? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know, we yeah. have this covered. What are you talking about? Like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, no, it's really good. I, I like the fact that um <clears throat> Jake is you know, just quietly confident and, and just uh, relaxed at the whole situation. As you say, he kind of knows, he's got a handle of what's what's going on. Yeah, he knows, on, what, so... he's doing. He knows what he's going to do once he works out what he's going to do. And Yeah, it's not like this alter, he, he's, you know, just a guy that um, he's kind of caught out of his depth. So I like that confidence in him as well. I, I think I like how the, the depiction of Moon Knight um, works, how he kind of squashed in between the, um, yeah. the bank robbers and, yeah. you, you know, he's talking to him. Uh, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, I noticed Jake Lockley was it just as a little thing decision, no mustache in this, in this uh, <laughs> instance. <laughs> no, there's, well, you know, when Dave was originally going to draw him, one of the, it was, it was around the time that the Moon Knight show was going to come out. Right. So Dave's initial thing was, oh, I'm going to draw him to look like Oscar Isaac. Mm. And, ah, yeah. and that was sort of like the initial thing because we didn't know, um, uh, initially, I didn't know whether I was going to be in issue three or issue four, right. and we didn't know how long the Moon Knight series was going to be, so we couldn't like count the weeks kind mm. of thing. So we were like, okay, so do do we do it as like an Oscar Isaac lookalike? And we were advised not to, and I don't know if it has to do with like likeness oh, okay. rights or mm. anything like that or whatever. Um, yeah. But you know he's got he's got the gruff. He just doesn't have like the actual mustache that was um, yes, no, that was certainly. always a, a you know a stick on. Yeah, uh, yes. fake mustache, which I always thought was just so just ridiculous. It's so to cheesy, begin with. great though. It's like cheesy. I know. Great. Like, I'm just I gonna now. Here's my disguise. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, no it's, one's it's, gonna think it's you anyway because you're driving a cab. But okay, you and you and. And the other thing that I always thought was so interesting about, you know, Jake, Stephen, and Mark is that their posture is different too. Mm -hmm. mm, yep. You know, so like Jake sort of has, he doesn't have hunched shoulders, but he's sort of like a little more like, he almost walks more like Wolverine, you know, like yeah, I remember. And kind of, yeah. 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 And, yeah. you know, whereas Stephen obviously has this very, you know, confident Upright, posture yeah, yeah, and yeah. and mark has this like almost every stance he has is almost like a defensive stance as if he's going to have to throw a punch mm, or if he's yeah. going to have to you know block a blow coming at him or something yeah so yeah. Uh, there's i mean there's a lot of stuff that um to play with with moon knight uh the character alone how did you find the shorter format you mentioned earlier that you kind of worked through with it with with tom but like um the shorter format of course would uh, come up with a lot of constrictions but did you find anything uh yeah advantage advantageous um in having a shorter format um, I like writing short form. Um, I mm. know a lot of people think, oh, I can never fit, you know, X amount mm. of story in this many pages or whatever. But I actually, um, I really enjoy doing short form because it means that you have to, you have no, um, you, you really have no way to keep excess, you know, BS in the story. You know, mm -hmm. you have to get to the heart of the story and the meat of the story immediately. You have to. Um, 
you have to make sure that everything's going to telegraph and communicate to the reader immediately. And a lot of people get scared about that because they think, oh, well, there's not enough time for development, character development, et cetera, et cetera. But um, when you are dealing with a character like Moon Knight, you don't have to really develop the character because, you know, the, the only people that are picking this up are, are, are going to be Moon Knight fans. You know, I mean, like, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. so so they're gonna know Jake Steven or Mark or Moon Knight or Mr. Knight or Khonshu or whomever. Um, they're gonna know that those characters are Midnight Man or whatever. And they're gonna know those characters and say so they don't have to be given um, you know, be given the 101 on them, you know. Mm -hmm. So so that was was a help. So I could just say, okay, I'm gonna take these 10 pages and find a way to sort of eke out and just stretch out the tension, but also the humor of it. Because that's one of the things that I, I really liked about it is this, you know, Jake sort of being this like wisecracking New York asshole, you know, yeah. because, and, and that's the other thing is like, you know, nothing, they always say nothing phases a New Yorker. Well, you know, th that's how Jake acts, you know, three guys get into his cab with guns and put a gun to his head. He's like, hey, Coney Island, it is, you know, yeah. like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it, this works really well in, in the sort of shorter form as well, because like, you don't need yeah. to know more about it. Yeah, that's it's true. Exactly. This, this great little, like, run of what happens. Yeah, I, I like how brazen, like how just cheeky Jake is here. Like he even suggests, they, they whiz past Dennis Diner. And he asked if anyone's hungry. <laughs> like, you know, these are guys with guns at the back, you know. Yeah, he's um, give Gina uh, some business. Yeah, yeah. you know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's always trying to help her pay the bills. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, with this format of Black, White and Blood, uh, there is, you know, Rebecca and I also like to um, to ask about, you know, you know, the use of the red um, and, and the thoughts behind it. And, um, yeah, I mean, how did you approach... Uh, it with the opportunity of essentially just having a black and white, but um, highlighting certain aspects of the story. That when I originally wrote it, I didn't keep that in mind. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to sort of get the story out as like a first pass to get like the pacing and everything. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. after the fact, then we turned around and we said, okay, um, you know, we can make it at dusk. So we're, we'll see, you know, headlights of people, you know, their, their, their brake lights, their tail lights. Um, he's going toward Coney Island because originally I had him in um, Manhattan and then going toward Coney Island. I had him, you know, in lower Manhattan and then I was, and then, you know, we had a whole discussion. It's like, okay, well, if he's in Coney Island, if you're in a certain part of Brooklyn, you're going to be able to see the big wheel. You're going to be able to see all that mm -hmm. stuff. So in the distance, you could have the, uh, the bright lights of Coney Island of the boardwalk and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, and, and David did that great, you know, uh, the neon on Gina's yeah. diner, you know, which that I thought was, was great. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about, you know, the characters of the, the bank robbers themselves, like they should all be characters that had read in yes. them. So we were yeah. like, okay, yeah. so we've got, you know, your daredevil, which I was very lucky to, to write a daredevil one shot a few years mm -hmm. ago. So we've got daredevil, we had Spidey, um, and we were trying to think of, you know, another uh, red character. And it was like, okay, well, you know, Black Widow has the red hair, so we can use that. Mm -hmm. And then having them, um, you know, uh, uh, any blood or anything like that, 
Yeah. Plus, um, you know, plus anything on the street, like a red car on the street or, Mm -hmm. you know, anything to sort of just make it pop a little bit. Um, They wanted a little something in like every page because otherwise then it's just kind of like, oh, well, it's just another black and white story. It's like, no, this has got the pops of color here, there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think it works really well with the, the especially with the car lights and the uh, car, yeah, the neons and, and the traffic lights and things. Like yeah, that. and and nice. basically the also the the tense moments, the high impact moments as well. Uh, like during some of the action sequences where where Jake's kind of rigging the steering wheel uh, and the yeah, he's got his trunky in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when it uh, the car splashes. Uh, so, yeah, I think a really effective use of the red uh, in those big moments, uh, those big action sequences. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, it's really good. Another little point here, I'm wondering if you wrote that in, Erica, um, Moon Knight, the cowled Moon Knight uh, smiling. I always love seeing a little bit of a, a facial feature behind the um, behind the mask. A lot of that was David. I mean, even oh, okay. even picking a lot of the red, a lot of that mm. was David. Um, I always, when I when I write and think about characters like Moon Knight or like Spidey or characters where you don't see their facial features, mm. there's there's an emotion that has to be, uh, uh, you know, communicated. And I don't want to over art direct um, an artist, mm-hmm. so. Like with Spidey, you have the big eyes that you can do and yeah, things like yeah. that. Um, and also, like you know, if there if if Spidey's jaw is open, you'll see his head is more elongated because you know his his jaw is like wide open, mm-hmm. like oh my god, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, David did some really fun stuff with you know, like kind of like the look, ma, no hands, you know, yeah, as, yeah. The, as the yeah. cab is careening <laughs> toward uh toward the the ed- edge of the pier, kind of thing, and just this like. You could, you can really, you can see the facial expression without seeing an actual face drawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the mastery of, you know, that somebody with experience and skill and talent like David brings to this story. Mm. Yes, no, for sure. Um, also, as well, just wanted to know if you had any favorite Moon Knight runs in particular, only because. Well, not only because, but I, I did note, uh, I thought there was a reference to the to the Houston run here. Um, is that right? In, in particular with Detective Flint, uh, just the way he speaks. I noticed that. Uh, there might be. There might be. Yeah. A, a, oh, a, yeah. You mentioned, a Houston. I that, yeah. The sure, yeah. sure. The sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that. I, there I, there, I might, there might be. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I was very happy a, with that. Let's I was very happy. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you have a, a, a favorite or a, a favorite run from Moon Knight? Um, I really, I, I, I find the Jeff Lemire, Greg Smallwood run very interesting. I find the art impeccable. Greg Smallwood really is amazing, mm, um, yes. phenomenal artist. Um, and I find the the questions that Mark asks of himself and that his community and when I say community I mean like the people his his inner circle rather yeah, yeah. I, I find that that that's very interesting um I liked the um I I know he's not a very popular person because of things in his personal life but I do I did like the Warren Ellis Declan Shelby run uh yeah. and 
I, I thought when Brian and then Brian Wood took over and then Cullen Bunn took over and that, mm -hmm. that run, I think I want to say it was 2015. Um, yeah, and 2014, the, 2015. Yeah. Yeah. And the introduction of Mr. Knight, I thought was really well done. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, I like, I liked uh, when Greg Hurwitz was writing. I thought yeah, that, that was very interesting. I thought the Bendis Maleev run where he had uh, Spidey, Wolverine, and Cap in his head. I thought that that was really. I I I mean I, I have the entire like every run of every Moon Knight, every issue of everything nice. that he's ever done. <laughs> One of us. One. Of us. <laughs> either so either cool. digitally yeah. or physically, mm. you know. So I've I've got the whole thing. That's um, great. So like yeah. I'm it's going hard to through, choose. And, you know, I did, I, I found the whole back and forth between him and Hellcat in those couple issues of Defenders was kind of funny. And I always mm. wondered um, when they had announced the Moon Knight TV show like a year ago, um, and then they were going back and forth as whether or not the Netflix shows would be in canon. I had wondered if there was any way that they were going to even just have like a hint at, you know, that fight, that back and forth with Hellcat and mm -hmm. have the actress who played Patsy Walker in Jessica oh, yeah. Jones maybe even do a walk-on, even if it was yeah. something, you know, something oh, like that. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but I, you know, again, it was this back and forth. Is it canon? Is it not? Is it in the mm. MCU? Is it not? Et cetera. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. I mean, there are, there are plenty of, of volumes. Um, are, are you reading the, the current run? Um, by uh, I, I have not. Uh, started reading Jed McKay's run. I I was behind on a lot of things because I I had a lot of writing projects and I try not to read too much while I write, which I know oh, sounds counterintuitive. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. no, I, I I yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. I I just I don't want to be um, influenced by someone else's work accidentally, sure. and like like accidentally plagiarize or something like that. Mm. Like so. So I tend to, I'll read, if I read something, I'll read something totally off base. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was, you know, I was writing a, a story that, um, for another publisher that had to do with this young woman called the legacy of Mandrake. And I would only read stories that had nothing to do with magic. So I wouldn't read any Thor. I wouldn't read any Dr. Strange. Uh, I wouldn't read yeah. any Zatanna or Dr. Fate or anything like that because I didn't want there to be any yeah. cross pollination. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and it's funny cause I really, I love the, the Dr. Fate run that Paul Levitz wrote and Sonny Liu had drawn. I love that run. And I, and I go back to it, but I was like, no, you're doing something with magic. You cannot read yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it on the shelf kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I am, um, I, I just finished uh, Max Bemis's run, uh, the Max Bemis oh. uh, written run. Um, yes. I have not started Jed McKay. Uh, I was gonna use my Marvel points to uh, to buy some. <laughs> yes, I save up my Marvel points. I was gonna use my Marvel <laughs> points to 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 buy some trades. And we don't um, get Marvel points. I wish I had Marvel points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because us, us foreigners, cool. us foreigners. <laughs> See, I I genuinely don't understand that. I, I don't, don't either. I mean, yeah. I, I just like it's just one of those things that occasionally you're just like, oh, I wish I could get them, you know, like, and then and then just carry on. And it and, makes you know, no like, sense to me. It's not no, like you have to pay shipping. Zero sense, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. 
Uh, I, I just, it's the I'm internet. Glad that it's everyone worldwide. In, I'm glad that Americans uh, do get to do it. Yeah, you know, no, like, you, I, I've gone beyond the sort of jealousy. And just gone, <laughs> I'm glad someone gets to benefit from this. I yeah. don't understand why. You know, in the same way as when DC didn't have DC Infinite or whatever it is out in any other country oh, apart yeah. from America and kept going on about it being worldwide. Um, yeah. but the but the marble points now I'm like, oh I'm just glad I'm glad something happens with them, you know. Yeah, so, yeah that's good. Yeah. I, just, it's good yeah. I, I think you'll like the Jed McKay one. Yeah. I don't get it though. Yeah. It makes no yeah. sense. There's literally cables in the in the floor yeah. of the it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like you're happy to sell us the comics and yeah. yet. You know. Exactly. There's I'm no so fur like, disrupting the the cables. So, <laughs> um, but Erica, thank you so much for um, for jumping on and chatting. Uh, wrong turn um, with us uh, from <laughs> Moon Knight and Blood uh, issue three. Uh, it's awesome. Have, have you got any anything that you'd like to shout out um, or, or give um, a plug to? Uh, I do. Um, it's not Marvel related though. That's if fine. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so my first solo series, uh, with image comes out on August 10th. It's nice. called the deadliest bouquet. Uh, the log line is in 1998, three estranged sisters reunite to solve their mother's murder and try not to kill each other in the process. Oh my god! Oh, sounds amazing. Nice. I mean, it sounds like my family. I was about to say, but there was no. <laughs> well, it's funny because my mom read it and she's like, "Is there something you're trying to tell me?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I was no. Like, there, there are actually three of us though, yeah. and uh, our mom did die when we were very young, so uh, oh, I'm sorry. you know, yeah, so it's yeah. a potential set up for yeah. us." <laughs> it's it's well, it great. takes place in the '90s and um, it has awesome. a very '90s aesthetic. I I say it's like Knives Out meets Clue. Oh my oh. god, that sounds amazing! Yeah, that sounds great. We'll we'll definitely have I'm this in the show notes, listeners. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So um, and I'll be I'll be checking it out. Um, but yeah, we'll have that in the show notes. Yeah, anything else, uh, Erica? Um, that's all I can talk about right now. Awesome. Um, if if wow. you're gonna be in the states, there's FlameCon mm -hmm. that's happening in, on oh. August twentieth in New mm -hmm. York City. It's a it's pretty much the only that that I know of the the only you know queer con in the okay. states um yeah. that's that's you know it's been two years since they've had a flame con so now everybody oh. is just like yes oh, yes wow. please yeah, that's, that's quite that's cool august so, 20 as well i've got to august 20th yes to check yeah no we'll put that in i think like yeah that, that'd be good if you're in and around new york listeners uh definitely go check it out um but erica once again a huge thank you um i'm hoping to find an excuse somewhere down the track to, to to ask you on again on the show yeah. um, right, um especially knowing yeah. yeah especially if you, I, know, if you just want to chat moon night yeah, yeah. i i would i will happily come yeah. chat moon night uh, please this the the one i had a, a very what i thought was amazing mini series that i pitched and it was so close to the finish line it's um, like you could you could smell the ink on the finish oh, line oh. but it just it didn't work out and i i'm st oh. and this was like literally like four years ago and i'm still heartbroken about it oh gosh i'm heartbroken yeah. even not knowing about it because when somebody's <laughs> that passionate about it and yeah the character like and we do that then, close yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and, you I, know more women should write me night generally I do hope yeah. that I will get the opportunity to write something in the Moon Knight area um, sometime soon. So we'll see. But um, well, it is it is definitely I was definitely able to to check this off my bucket list. 
yeah, I'm really yeah. glad you got the opportunity in, Thank in you. Black, White and Blood as well because we really enjoyed the story. It definitely went yeah. down very well, and it's always nice to see Jake. You know, yeah, exactly. And Dave exactly. and Dave drives a very handsome Jake who's got this. Like, I mean, he does. Smile, His eyes and he's really got good. this yeah. like smirk. Yeah, he's, he's got does. the cocky smirk. Yeah. He's, he's exactly. got yeah, the smug. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So he he has that down. So yeah, yeah, David was really amazing to work with. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, yes, uh, thank you, and uh, hope hopefully we can chat Moon Knight again. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Hey everyone, this is Brian, the host of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And since 2017, Inner Demons has been the best place on the web. For news, reviews, and regular discussion with our listeners about Marvel's Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider. You can find us on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast catchers, as well as on Twitter, at InnerDemonsGR. Remember, listening to your Inner Demons is not always a bad thing. Ride on. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. These are some creator chats, um, some chats which uh, both Rebecca and I have been fortunate enough to um, to conduct, um, all to do and in and around the Moon Knight Black, White and Blood anthology. So um, these two creators um, that you'll hear on this episode, Erica Schultz and Anna Santi, both writers of Moon Knight Black, White and Blood, Issue 3. Uh, what you heard over there just before the break was, of course, our lovely chat with Erica. Uh, can't wait to uh, potentially uh, catch Erica again, and, and if she's willing, have a good old chat about Moon Knight and just comics in general. Um, some great stuff that Erica is working on, as you've heard. Um, I'll get those links in the show notes. Now, for the second uh Interview, as mentioned, we have the legendary and the senti. Um, so now, what I'm going to say is that just really fortunate um, that we were able to catch Anne. A huge thank you for for Anne for being so patient. Uh, those gremlins caught up with us yet again, uh, but we managed to record it over Skype over the phone with Anne. Um, so had Rebecca um, able to record from that end because for some reason. I wasn't able to record on my end so yes so you'll notice just a difference in the audio quality um, but it's still you know it's still very easy to to hear both Anne uh, and uh, and Rebecca and myself of course uh, so I hope you enjoy this uh, this was great I can't believe ended up being able to talk to Anne Nascenti as well um, but yeah hope you enjoy this is Anne's uh, thoughts and her origins um, with I guess getting to know Moon Knight a bit more, uh, and her take on Astronuts, her story from the issue three of the Black, White and Blood. So please enjoy. <gasps> Hello, and thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, we've had a few little gremlins along the way, but we're so glad to, to hear your voice finally. Nice to be here. 
Excellent, excellent. Uh, look, the first thing, I guess Rebecca and I, we would be wondering, uh, I mean, of course, comic book fans would know you uh, for all your, you know, all the, all the works that you've done, um, of most notably, you know, Daredevil, uh, you know, Longshot, um, mm. uh, you know, but more, more recently, the, the issue 100 of Elektra and, and the upcoming Daredevil 650 with John Romita Jr., but, um, yeah, I, um, I I've basically spent the last few years doing uh, graphic novels for Burger Books, Karen Burger's implant, yes. imprint. So I did a book called The Seeds with David Aha, which who, is amazing. Uh, Marvel. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And um, David Aha, uh, Marvel fans will know him from Hawkeye. Yes. And then I did a um, graphic novel called Ruby Falls with Flavia Biondi, a wonderful Italian artist, again with um, Karen Berger's imprint, Berger Books. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, we'll we'll definitely add those in the show notes as well for loony, loony listeners to, to check out. Um, but with the Moon Knight Black, White and Blood, issue three, so an anthology with, um, you know, various writers and artists. Uh, how did you, how did it come about like, to, for you to... You to know, write, like, uh, Martin Brio, the wonderful Marvel editor, just called me out of the blue. And um, I had done a Moon Knight story ages ago, kind of a little mini graphic novel. Um, trying to think of who the artist was. Um, but it was um, it was basically a Moon Knight graphic novel. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he asked me if I wanted to write Moon Knight again, and I'm assuming that they do these things because of the, you know, when there's a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. Um, so, you know, my first thought was whenever you get one of these black, one color theme things, the challenge is how do I use the red without it being just blood, blood, blood? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, I sort of made it a, spaghetti western with literal spaghetti yeah and <laughs> you know and the um the moon knight moon knight is fascinating because he kind of has this little group of guys in his head that he has to like check in with to make mm-hmm. a move and so the really the key um center of the story is is when he hits his head and you have a flashback and you hear like, well, this is what Steve Grant thinks of the idea of Moon Knight going to the moon. And this is what Mark Spector thinks and Jake Lockley. And then they chatter away and make a decision. And so, um, you know, when you only have eight pages, you want, Mm -hmm. you, you want the action to come quickly. So opening, media res i guess they call it opening in the yeah, middle of yeah. the story is is always okay. a good choice. and i think i know maybe the other two stories this issue do the same thing open media yeah. res i i really like the other two stories too because it's it's sort of they all deal with this kind of little confederacy in his brain of yes. of you know how he negotiates situations with you know, I think of Jake Lockley as the practical one and yes. Grant, of course, is the 
you know, kind of like aloof and specter game for anything. So all together, they make a decision. And uh, Stefano Raphael is amazing. Really amazing. Yes. I mean, yeah. very fluid. Every, very. Everything I threw at him because I wanted I wanted the story to have like a spinning upside down feeling to it. So you yeah. always didn't know which way was up or down. And when the art came in, I remember thinking, you know, especially on the spaghetti pages, I remember thinking, I wonder if we need to do some shading for foreground, background, middle ground, because you know with the with the black and white books you have to have a certain amount of shadows to get that atmospherics and i ended up thinking i'll add a little bit you know send some mm-hmm. notes to the colorist but i kind of liked how it really turned into a jackson pollock where yeah. <laughs> you know you 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 follow a cape line into a spaghetti line into a you know nail polish yeah and, yeah. and then well, some I of mean, the panel work like, he did was amazing as well Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Just everything I threw at him, I was yeah. just like, and now we're upside down, and <laughs> yeah. now we're, you know, yeah. we don't know which yeah. way's up, and yeah. um, and then uh, just the amazing stuff, the way he did the details of the moon and the designing the moon obsessed rocket mm-hmm. ship, which you know, of course, yeah. is um, a futuristic because you know spaceships yeah. are usually in reality tiny and cramped and. Sorry. You have no room, and this one is like a palace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm um, just wondering, um, story-wise, Anne, as well, like what inspired like this setting? I mean, because it's quite a departure from, uh, you know, at least the other two stories and what we've seen so far in Black, White, and Blood. Uh, but have to have Moon Knight set uh, apart from the the Jonathan Hickman one, which which came out in the first issue as well. But um, yeah, what inspired you to to set the story where it is in Astronauts? Uh, I don't. Where was the Jonathan Hickman story set? Oh, uh, I mean, it was in the deep future, but in deep space as well, kind of like. Oh, yeah. oh it was so in not deep the space. Moon. I mean, I yeah. just it's it's not kind of moon, a, a kind of an obvious. I thought it was kind of an obvious idea at first. I was like, hey, let's send Moon Knight to the moon and then test his, <laughs> you know, four personalities and what happens when they're as they draw into the power source of their, you know, of Moon Knight, or at least symbolic power source, because I guess now he's, you know, he's the god, it's a god. Um, yes. But it's, so I just threw that idea, and, and Martin said, go for it. And then once, of course, you're doing a space story, you know, you, I decided to give it a topical touch in that mm-hmm. there are all yeah, these guys course. eating. And, you know, at first I thought, oh, maybe that's a little bit of a because I, I actually love what Elon Musk has done. You know, the, all that work he did to, you know, mm-hmm. get the I don't know if, you know, I don't know much about the space program, but I know he finally right. managed to make a reusable rocket, which is like mm-hmm. stunning because, yeah. you know, yeah. worked for what, the decades to get that thing to work. So and yeah. I do kind of like the idea of you know, private billionaires doing this because it takes the burden off the taxpayers. And, mm-hmm. you know, the NASA program was kind of collapsing. So yeah. um, I don't really have anything 
you know, any problem with what Elon Musk is doing. But it is funny that there's three dudes in the space race now. Yeah. Three billionaires. And so I thought I would just, you know, hook it on that. And, you know, the villain Jim, he's not wrong. He's not wrong about anything. We are running out of resources. There are resources on the moon. So it Mm -hmm. wasn't really. um... Oh, and the other thing I had a lot of fun with was just for the heck of it. I went online and I found a Egyptian hieroglyph translator all right so i so i typed in we are moon knight and variations (laughs) on his and and took those segments and sent them to stefano and he put them right in the artwork so i I see the hieroglyphs yeah i can see them now they actually say variations on like we are Moon Knight oh, to the moon, oh, you know. That was like our little private Easter egg. I guess I guess that's um maybe one of the things that does come with a shorter format. You can have a lot of fun with it as well. And and you mentioned about um just uh, the the media res like opening uh, that kind of way. What what um there are obvious constrictions to a shorter format, like less page space, of course. But what are the advantages? do you find with with writing shorter stories an eight pager i mean they are really difficult but you can mm. you can kind of just um do a little ditty and for me it's you know the the idea of the reality of space space flight and populating the moon and mars is that it will be quite horrific you know it'll mm. be mm tense and scary all the time you're in these kind of claustrophobic environments that you know there's so much that can go wrong and Mm -hmm. it's just you know so i started thinking about that and decided to do a kind of um just use this triad of three people each with their own agenda and Mm -hmm. they're all all their agendas are hidden and to see how and then of course there are fun stuff like Gee, is there such a thing as centrifugal force mm-hmm. canceling out zero gravity? And, you know, I researched it and found out, yes, you could possibly do that. I don't know if you remember when you were a kid, you'd go to like the hell hole at Coney Island or something, and it would be just this uh, cylindrical force and you'd be plastered against the wall. I've definitely <laughs> done one of those, and it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, That's fooling around choice. with like... <laughs> with that and um and wanting wanting that sense of like this is what a space journey is it all seems like normal and right side up and then you click a button and it's chaos and what's going on and you know so mm-hmm. i i you know we had a, a lot of fun and i i just was really impressed with stefano he's he's i mean things like you know designing gem i just said you know like mm-hmm. like a gemologist glasses with multiple eyes and the multiple eyes are all you know and you just <laughs> did such a great job on the design yeah. i thought the use of red was was great in it throughout yes yeah, yeah and i and and i love the idea that i mean uh, the way that you um framed it there and with it being a spaghetti western uh, yes. <laughs> in space it just <laughs> It's just so cool now because, like, you know, um, it just 
it kind of evokes that kind of uh, that kind of look, you know, splattering, um, you know, things flying in the air, you know, people drifting around. Um, really good, uh, really cool. And I, I really um, did. I enjoyed the other two stories a lot. I mean, they're just hmm? that first one is so much fun. Yeah, I think they work the, really well together as a sort of three very yeah. different stories of Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah, they all address his central thing, which is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of mythology. You know, you have a devil on one shoulder, an angel on the other. You know, you have like schizophrenia. You have, you know, have all these things that the voices in the head and how he manages uh-huh. the four of them, or maybe there's five now with that new guy in the suit. The, they they have a collective conscience and they keep each other in check and that's kind of the beauty of this character yes well i was about to ask as well like your connection like to moon knight i know that uh, as you mentioned you wrote uh, an early story uh but are you like are you a a fan of moon are you a casual reader or are you um are you well into the lore of moon knight you know i haven't read i haven't read a moon knight comic in forever So, Mm -hmm. but when I first started in comics, it was the 80s, and I made friends with Bill Sienkiewicz, and he was drawing Moon Knight, and Mm -hmm. I became, like, I fell in love with his Moon Knight, Mm. and, you know, so that was very exciting because he was... You know, he was very influenced by Neil Adams, and so he was doing this elongated limb Moon Knight, and everybody was sort of wild for it. And then, as an editor, I ended up putting him on uh, the New Mutants and said, you know what, do whatever you want. And we we would look at a lot of art books. We'd look at um, Ralph Steadman, you know, with the blue oh, eyes. He put um, that right into the comic with Warlock and, yeah. you know, he yeah. had this kind of like Bob Peak um, flash, poster flash that he combined with just having like multiple voices. I mean, it would be interesting to see the new Bill Sienkiewicz who has developed such a repertoire of art styles. Yeah. It would be amazing to see him go back and do a Moon Knight story because... Yeah. You know, he could really then do the 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 fractured personality. Yes. Yeah, I've seen the the odd um, covers that he's done more, more recently for Moon Knight in variant covers, and yeah, they're just astounding. Like, you know, his his style is um, oh, it's it's just it's gone it's refined really well. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I consider that he changed the course of comics. I mean, when he brought that eclectic expressionistic style. Yeah, in a comic book, it mean the doors flew open. By the time he did Electra and then Stray Toasters, the doors were just blown open for what you could do in comics. So I think you know my Moon Knight was Bill Sienkiewicz's Moon Knight, and then I you know I didn't really stay up on him. I haven't even watched the TV show yet. Is it good? Okay, we enjoyed it. It's quite divisive, but we enjoyed it. It is. Oh, why yes. is it divisive? Because it's not like a, a big... perfectly yeah. in line with the comics, as they often exactly. aren't. It takes some wild changes, and um, yeah, but I, I mean, we both really enjoyed it. So, 
Well, yeah. it's a different medium. It, it's not supposed to be a comic. I yeah. mean, I always find that, you know, that's one of the points is to mm-hmm. make it filmic because you could, you, you know, you do so many things with a film that you can't do in a comic and vice versa. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I remember I mean, like the divisiveness around WandaVision and I thought WandaVision was yeah. just oh, yeah, brilliant. That. <laughs> I thought that was just like you know and there were endless complaints about that one and i was like you know relax yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's how yeah. i, I always remember time, like just relax you know you can still read the comics yeah. as well you know th- th- that's always my take is that the comics don't get destroyed by any of this it's just they need to make it work and it is a different medium and you know mm-hmm. you're working with different constraints because uh anything you can do in comics you can't necessarily you know and and sometimes you know you're not going to have an ongoing that's going to go for decades even in multiple mm-hmm. mini runs so you need to make it work as a proper story yeah and i'm i'm one of those people that thinks you know the essence of a character is the essence of a character and so you can take yes. the rubber band and stretch it as far as you want moon knight will snap back to being moon knight yeah. you know mm-hmm. and that's why you know, you want to try a, a female Thor or a or a female Wolverine or a you know you want, whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, it's all good. Yeah. Because yeah. as long as you respect the essence of the character, it will snap back to yeah. you know what they call the classic Coke. Coke. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. Yeah, I, I believe the the TV show really does keep the essence and the character um, yeah. of Moon Knight. So. Uh, in that regards, I think it's it's quite accurate, um, you know, to to uh, and aligns with the comics with that. But as as we said, it, it's divisive. So um, yeah, everyone's got personal tastes and, and differing tastes. Um, and that's, so that's you fine. guys are both um, Moon Knight uh, fans of Moon Knight. What are, what are your takes on Moon Knight? I've always wanted someone to like dive into some of the, the stuff about a Jewish guy and an Egyptian god a bit more. So I, I think oh. we've, we've had that quite as much because. Um, yeah. Great idea. Yeah. It's just like, and, and I think somebody will eventually because it's right there and, and for the taking. But um, I came into it because my sister threw me a comic and said, he's Jewish, read that uh and uh then she kind of fell off and i kept going and uh i've always wanted that to do but i i think you know because we're getting but i i love that we're now getting some really sort of different stories with him like i I love the whole uh red white uh black white and blood because it's just Mm -hmm. literally things that wouldn't necessarily fly in long form uh longer Mm -hmm. form but it's just so nice to see people having fun with it and um, and taking some of these kind of elevator pitches and, and fleshing them out and just giving us a taste of well, what I, else could I, be there because we're so used to, like, sort of the standard that we've had. I love your idea of a comparative religion, you know, storyline yeah. where you'd get, you'd get all rabbinical yeah. about yeah. comparing original texts and, yeah. you know, that would yeah. be that would fascinating. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and like similar, I mean, with, with Moon Knight, just enjoy the, um, I guess, the range of what his character entails. Uh, and and it, could, it could go from the supernatural, it can go from the superhero, the street level, 
um, but also those aspects of the uh, of Egyptology and Judaism uh, and DID. You know, so there, there's so much to the character, which I think is just makes him just so fascinating. And that's you know that's kind of my two cents. <laughs> I would say any any character with strong conflicts like he has is an endless story generator. Mm. You know, you can just go and yeah. go and go and go because there's always an angle that hasn't been explored. I think that's yes. one of the reasons that, you know, I stayed the longest I ever stayed on a book was Daredevil. And yeah. Daredevil consistently has great writers. Yeah, really. It's I mean, it's, it's famous for it having like the best, you know, consistency of runs for Marvel. And I yeah. think it's because he is an endless story generator. He is got, you know, three or four built in completely contradictory conflicts mm-hmm. in one guy, you know, mm-hmm. and we all know them, but you can like, you can riff on them forever. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's, I mean, Daredevil is another one of my huge favorites. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no doubt. It's, it's one of the reasons that I'm absolutely chuffed to, to be chatting with you as well, Anne. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I'm so sorry. Um, we'll probably have to leave it there if that's, um, okay. But sure, thank yeah. you so much. Uh, thank you so much for making an effort as well to, I mean, we've had, as, as we mentioned, some gremlins at the beginning of the show, technically, um, but I'm so glad to be able to, to be able to touch base and, and chat with you, uh, and to chat about your works. Um, and it's been, that's been absolutely lovely. Thank you so much. It's been a lovely talk. Thank you. Thank you. So, thank you so much, Anne. Bye. Bye. See ya. Hello world, it's time to open the green door and enter the strongest podcast there is, Twice a month, Russell and I dive into the history of the Incredible Hulk in comics, film, TV, games, and more. That's right, Justin, and we rate and review all the Jade Giants media, good and not so good, with a smash or a gamma clap. And we put on the rant pants when, when we, we get it. And join us on Patreon to get exclusive bonus podcasts, prizes, and more at patreon.com forward slash gamma charge Hulk podcast. We will see you real soon, gamma beasts. Stay green. The strongest podcast there is. Yes, loonies, that wraps us up for this episode. I hope you enjoyed both of these mighty fine, uh, enjoyable chats that Rebecca and I had with um, just these fantastic comic creators at the moment uh, as mentioned as well uh, please check out the show notes for all of the stuff they've mentioned uh, and yeah um, hopefully Rebecca and I can chat with some more creators down the track uh, we've only got I think one more issue for black white and blood so um, you know fingers crossed we're already kind of working at potentially getting a creator on again for another chat but uh yeah hope you enjoyed it loonies um yeah and next phase just keep your eyes peeled uh, up in the sky 
the phase of the moon and on our social media platforms for what uh, lies up ahead. A little bit of a shout out, uh, I have been busy, a new project in collaboration with those boys over at Tomes of Evil, I'm absolutely chuffed, Predator and Prey. Uh, the Predator and Prey podcast. Uh, so we recorded our first episode. If you like the uh, Ucha or Predator, or if you enjoyed the Prey movie that was just recently released in early August, go check it out. Um, best port of call would be at, at Prey. Oh, sorry, I'll get that right. At Pred Prey Pod. Uh, that's Prey, obviously, with a uh, P R E Y. Um, so Pred Prey Pod. Go check it out on Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. What is Twitter? Twitter, Facebook, uh, or YouTube as well. Uh, we've got our first live streamed, it was live streamed episode, uh, and the audio podcast version should be uh, available shortly as well. Uh, look, while I'm just here to wrap things up as well, go check out "To Know Her Is to Fear Her," uh, the other show that I do all about Spider Woman with the inimitable Saren. Uh, it's always so much fun chatting with Saren. Uh, so we're going through classics. We're kind of going through a similar mold as um, as a format for this show. So we're doing classic runs and modern runs as well. Definitely worth checking out if you want to get interested or get curious, or you are a big fan of Jessica Drew. Uh, with that, loonies, thank you so much for listening once again. Apologies for the lateness again of this. Hopefully we can be back on track next week. Uh, but with that, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.